0: Just go to indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash Bluewire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: What's up everyone, and welcome into the Backliners Podcast. Uh it is aggro, but no barracuda as per usual, and this is a very first for the uh, for the Backliners podcast. It's a solo show for me today, uh, and there's a couple reasons for it. Number one, Bera is, you know, we still haven't figured out exactly what the plan going forward is for the podcast uh, in general. This is not him, he's not done his final show or anything like that, don't stress. Even though Bera is no longer playing in the SPL, he still gets sick uh, more than anyone I know. So he is just sick and and feeling under the weather today. And normally we would have just skipped this week, but um, we have a couple uh, exciting things to talk about. Before we get into the the main point of today's show, and actually will be a short episode for once, uh, because no one's here to rudely interrupt me um, in the middle of my absolute ramblings. I noticed, by the way, I've thought a lot about how our podcast doesn't have like a little intro like or like some background song or anything like that like some other podcasts that i've heard do um and i was about to go live and i was like oh i could do the audio check live like i've been joking about doing and then i was like wait my mic always works um and nothing else is going to be playing this is literally just me talking for like 20 minutes straight um so sorry uh about that if that's not something that you're interested in um but Before we get into the roster changes, which is going to be the the primary thing we're talking about today, uh, I did want to let you all know that we are doing a special interactive AMA episode uh, next week. So Tuesday, October 24th, that is next Tuesday, we will be doing a special episode uh, where people can join in on the show um, and join the call live uh and you know webcam all that kind of stuff oh nice aaron you got it thank you i was just about to post the link um and be a part of the show we've done this a couple times before and i am not trolling when i say it is the most fun shows we do uh on this podcast um it it's always just a complete nonsense show uh but it's a ton of fun we get to hear from the community um and it is really really fun it is really really enjoyable uh for us so we're really looking forward to it uh check out the link in the twitch chat in the video description in the podcast description you know wherever you're watching or listening um and if you want to if you've been on the fence about joining our community discord getting access to my very exclusive uh 10 out of 10 ratings because no one's told me otherwise and so i'm gonna keep saying it until someone does and then when they do i'm going to ignore it uh link to uh you know my Spotify playlist of classic emo songs that I listened to in high school that we were talking about a while ago. If you want to make barra have to watch season three of I think you should leave. We're still planning on doing that when we hit a certain number of patrons. Uh, patreon.com slash backliners, and they will get an exclusive code uh to get tickets to this for free. Um so it's it's a just a no-brainer. You know, it's super easy. Patreon.com slash backliners, or if you just want to grab a ticket. To be able to join in, call in on the show, ask us whatever questions you want, hang out, tell a story, you know, whatever it is, uh, just check the description and get that link. And we'd be very appreciative uh, for anyone who was interested in doing that. Because, like I said, it is easily the most fun uh, I have doing this show. Um, but, I wanted to tell you all about that. That's why we wanted to have some type of episode today. And number two, some crazy roster changes happened um last week we didn't have a show last week and then next week is going to be this interactive ama that i was just talking about uh and patch notes are tomorrow uh as of recording this so really wanted to i'm realizing that i'm like kind of cutting myself off you know the classic oh yeah this is really good man keep it up ryan you're killing it right now just making just absolutely griefing this uh the live show by adjusting your webcam like in the obs this is really good content as per usual (coughs) um what was i saying (laughs) uh oh yeah there's gonna be patch notes uh tomorrow so we've gonna have a lot to talk about there i didn't want to have all of our takes kind of rolled in to that episode so i wanted to come in and i think i've got some scalding hot takes potentially um Though, this comes off a lot less scalding hot after seeing uh, the changes kind of play out. But I have some intense feelings um, about these changes. If you aren't aware, here's what went down. Right before the roster locks, the Dragons decided they needed to make a change. They dropped Vote and picked up Coast. Vote um, did not want to play anymore, is my understanding. Or didn't like any of the situations that... Uh, were available to him so as far as we know uh, i have not heard anything different but um he is just kind of doing his own thing that means that stewart gets the opportunity to join the hounds excuse me and replace coast um and the gladiators move snoopy out of the mid lane and pick up uh Jangaru for the mid lane um so again coast to the dragons stew to the hounds snoopy over to adc jungaru joins in mid for the gladiators and i want to start um with the gladiators because i think that it's the change that has the least kind of enveloped in it even though they technically make two changes where everyone else is only making one um i think this is obviously unfortunate for the gladiators to have to go through another roster change i've heard a lot of talk about oh what's the point of these roster locks uh if a player can choose to leave and i think that that is a super gross uh interpret like misinterpretation of what what that roster lock is there to do um you don't want to jail a player Uh, to to keep a player on a team that they don't want to play on um, because they've chosen to make changes before that Um, it's there so that you don't have the old uh, captain just decides that they don't like anyone else on the team and they're going to hold the spot instead of they get kicked they're going to kick everyone else and you know it's just it's their team one one dude stays the same four new players it's that's what it's really there to prevent the i don't blame Stu for for going to the hounds whatsoever the glad situation was obviously not very good that being said i think there is a very good chance that i think the glads get better um, from this change and that is not meant as a slight to Stu. but first and foremost let's call a spade a spade you can't get much worse if you're the gladiators right so at, at worst they're staying the same off of this change or they're getting better. Um, I think having Snoopy, uh, who has always been a streaky player throughout his SPL career, um, just trying to jumpstart him a little bit. I know that the Reddit threads are commonly uh, anti-Evan Jones, anti-Snoopy, thinking that he is uh, not playing well enough to deserve the spot. Um, I you know the extremely Stephen a smith voice i was thinking about doing like a Stephen a smith bit for this show because it's just like you know just me this time uh but evan is a good friend of mine you know and and that's no secret but i think if you look at what that team has struggled with and how they have struggled and think that snoopy is uh replacing snoopy will fix the majority of those issues it's never even if it is a problem player or something like that changing one player almost never uh results in um fixing all of your potential issues but snoopy i think has had the best individual performances uh he shined the brightest in certain moments during the season of anyone on that roster he's also had some of the lowest lows and that is just snoopy as a player um there are lots of players historically that have been very successful like that uh i think zap for a lot of his career has either looked like the best adc in the league or had some metas or or weeks or whatever it is where he really struggles um it's been a long time since snoopy has been considered one of the best players in his role but there was a time where he was considered the best adc in the world um season two season one he was absolutely dominant uh and i don't think that he gets enough credit for that time and then he had a lot of years after that it's not like season two was his last good year um i think there's a lot of recency bias about uh and and look sports esports it's a what have you done for me lately type of business and i totally get that but you know there's just a lot of ignorance on like oh snoopy's never hasn't been good in eight years like that's just not accurate at all um so i think and and if it's a what have you done for me lately type of business um i don't think that either member of the gladiators backline has been consistently impressive at all this year um stew obviously elevated his game to a height that we have not seen last year during the world championship and that's when you want your boy to be popping off the most uh but that was leaps and bounds beyond where Stu had played before that um so i think that it isn't while it isn't fair to uh ignore that pop-off stretch for Stu, it also isn't fair to assume that that is just what he would do given the right circumstance all the time um, because the sample size is so small in that way i said it when Stu joined um the titans uh i said it again this year this year excuse me i'll say it again now this is a great opportunity for Stu to solidify himself as a top tier adc in the league um i'm rooting for him uh, I think he's a great dude, um, but I think the team that has hurt the most from this change, kind of transitioning off of that, is the Hounds. Um, and I don't mean that as disrespect to Stu, I mean it in respect to Coast. Uh, I think Coast is the the best ADC. He's in he's in the top tier of ADCs in the league um i think that if if you have anyone clearly better than him uh you haven't been watching closely enough or with a critical enough eye um that dude is transformative uh for duo lanes he really is and i think he is not only in the top tier of adcs in the league right now i think he's in the top if you if you wanted to group most impactful backliners uh across mid and adc i would put him in the he wouldn't be the most impactful backliner but he would be in the in the paul tier not over his career i'm talking about i have to win a game tomorrow which backliners are going to give me the best chance to do it he would be in the same tier as the top tier players paul uh shinto you know those those types of guys yark that that is who he has been this year and losing that type of player is devastating to a team like the hounds um who i mean look that team impressed all of us uh at the beginning of the year um and had a re- and had a really good showing uh at the mid land but since then, since losing Quig, uh, has not looked nearly as good. And I don't think that Quig was the linchpin to all of their success. He certainly deserves a ton of credit for it, as any player who was playing on the team at the time would deserve. But I don't think he was uh responsible to the level that we have seen in the difference in their play since he left, you know. If we were rating them an 85 overall team after that midseason land, I'd struggle to rate them higher than 65 right now on a scale from one to 100. Uh, Quig was not 20 overall uh, on that team over Neil. You know what I mean? Um, I think Ducky has played a lot worse. I think their front line, Ducky and Quig, worked really well together. Ducky and Neil have not worked very well together quite yet. Uh, i think individually ducky's lanes haven't been quite as good i think oath has looked really timid again which has always been a problem that's plagued him at times during his career um i think that benny has looked really good for the most part um i think that he has looked he and coast were the the brighter spots that continued into this phase but um and neil is obviously still needing to to get back to a spot where he is um a top contributor in his role uh he has not reached that level again quite yet um it's not to say that they can't but they lost one of the best backliners in the entire league um and that's going to be difficult so i think the hounds definitely are dealt a big blow by losing coast because i am extremely high on him as a player uh and i think that they will definitely miss that presence um so so far quick recap i think glads even to slightly better oh i didn't talk about jangaru at all that guy is really good um i've got i've watched him kind of i believe i'm really hoping i'm right but i'm like 99 sure that he started on ps4 um and i was casting his games in the smite console league way back or the smite console circuit was that was there a league on yeah there was a league on ps4 yeah he was I'm pretty sure he was there or he was definitely console maybe it was xbox uh, and not ps4 um but he has really grown as a player over the years um okay Bobby saying he started on xbox but switched to ps4 to compete on it thanks bob uh yeah i, I i've been a fan of his game for a while uh, i think he is absolutely deserving of the shot i think if you look at the way he played in their set against the ferryman this weekend uh something that we typically see from a player getting their spl debut against freaking paul by the way uh they play scared is is a too negative a terminology they they play with too much respect um for these guys and it's really hard not to like i can tell you i remember when we started scrimming against uh envy um You know, and we were playing against Allied and uh, Weekend and Omega and, like, you know, all these huge names that I've been watching for years. I definitely think it affected my play for a little bit uh, in scrims right away because you just don't feel... uh, I felt like I wasn't playing with that same amount of confidence. Like, oh, I can outplay this guy here. If I'm... It's like uh, when you're fighting... When you're playing a fighting game against someone who's really good and you think like oh they wouldn't end this string unsafe because they know i can punish it so they must be trying to like meeting me here i've gotta respect that but you don't like these players are they are truly great um but they will also give you opportunities at times um and i i think that Jengaru did not play with too much respect uh he played his game um and that is not something that we always see uh coming into the league and i'm i'm rooting for him as well uh i uh i'm really glad that he's getting his shot and i think that he definitely has the tools to succeed um now is he in the position to succeed with how the gladiators have struggled you know um i think the glads and the hounds are actually now that i think about it this is not something i meant to talk about but this is how we always go along um there's not something that i had really put together before now but i feel like the glads and the hounds are in really similar positions right now no because i think a lot of both of those teams struggles uh center around the front line being on the same page as one another and making the right fights um for for their team um i think that kana i'm i'm seeing a lot of tendencies that worry me uh if i'm a glads fan um and i think that you know obviously understanding his situation not you know he's playing on ping all that kind of stuff um but recently i think that that he has struggled i think jake has certainly not looked like the same player that was unquestionably the best support in the league uh in phase one um and that those two factors combined and kirme has not had his best year um and i feel the same way about the Hounds. like i was just saying like i feel like the biggest difference is the level of ducky's play playing with his support is not nearly as good as it was with quig um i don't know i feel like the the front line. both teams are making changes that affect the back line but both of those teams in my opinion are front how their problems are more frontline focused than backline focused um so it could be just a lot of change without actually impacting you know being impactful change so we'll have to wait and see on that um that brings us to the main change i suppose the catalyst that started at all the dragons uh, kicking vote and picking up coast when this roster change first got announced um a lot of the initial a lot of the initial uh reaction that i saw on my timeline was this is absolutely criminal to kick vote that vote vote is one of the most unanimously respected pros uh i've i've seen in the history of the spl um people uh don't um like i have basically never seen anyone say anything bad uh about vote liam is a great dude really fun really genuine guy um and has been a pretty consistent player throughout his time in the spl and just like i was saying earlier do i think that one player is basically ever capable of fixing a team's uh, all of a team's problems by themselves no uh i don't think so i think that uh vote vote career um if this is it for him uh is one that will get a lot of respect and deservedly so um he's an undoubtedly uh impressive player over his career but all of that being said i'm doing the the whole thing where i like build him up it's it's the it's kind of a compliment sandwich or whatever you want to call it let's just go full Stephen a shall we i i I really like vote i wish him the best this was the right change for the dragons and it wasn't necessarily that again vote was the problem or anything like that but how many times can this team this core that we always talk about right of vote nika dardes how many how many threads how many tweets Is everyone sending out where it's like, oh, reverse swept again. Oh my goodness. I can't believe it. Of course we knew they were going to get reverse swept up to, oh, they're going to lose like all this kind of stuff. And then a change gets made to that core and everyone's like, "What? what? That's not fair. Like the, the time to make a change there has long since passed. And it's not like that. What made it hard is the number one? All three of those dudes vote Nika Dardas are all incredibly likable, good good guys who care a lot, who try really hard, and don't you know go on Twitter or streams like complaining all that kind of stuff. Like they don't. They they are true professionals, and they show that they care when they lose in those heartbreaking scenarios, and that makes you want to root for them as you should but and they're all good right that's the other part of it they're all really good and they work well together you know they're friends they've talked about it a lot like if there were an obvious weak link in that trio it would have they wouldn't be a trio right they would have not stayed together for so long that they're considered a trio but we've talked about this forever that at least on this show i've been very skeptical that no change has been made to this core over the longest period of time and you can say i think that when it comes down to it just like we talked about with barra getting replaced by zap where the best free agent available is in your role so you just get the short end of the stick because that's the tiebreaker things need to be tiebreakered, right if coast is willing to join your team you need to do it if you're in that position because vote as good as he has been over his career has he ever been in the true best of the best tier of backliners i would say no he's been really good he's been really solid but he isn't in that he hasn't been in that top tier in my opinion probably ever if he was at a time maybe i think the pk year he was going really crazy he was playing really well um you just have that opportunity dardes is the is the name that i i've been seeing a lot more it's oh dardes is god pool doesn't play the meta stuff that's the guy they should have kicked dardes has been in that top tier of backline multiple times in his career we know that he can get there and stay there uh, for an extended period of time Dardez possesses a quality that, like not playing the meta gods can be a weakness you know when jake didn't play yemoja when bobby couldn't play yemoja like that was a problem for those teams I don't think that mid lane has gods that are that important. Like those, the, the gods that, uh, the gods that, um, a, a meta God is meta for a reason, right? It's because they do something better than other gods or they fill a role that no other God can quite fill or they're just doing the same thing as other gods better if it's obviously way better uh than everything else yes you need to be able to play it or it is going to hamstring you in your draft there has not been a god that is that much better that could ever get through in maybe half a decade like i'm not even kidding the reason yamoja it was such a big deal to not be able to play emoja is not because she did it's because she did something unique like she does something that no other god in the game can do and if you don't have that then it becomes a problem but if it's just numbers that's making a god better or it's just you need a certain style that he can play picks that can be along that style uh Bobby saying my team couldn't play around yemoja imo i agree that that was part of it but bobby at the very beginning the buttons weren't working my guy eventually you did get there and then you became a very good yemoja um but at, at the beginning it at first it was buttons then it was team uh i'll, I'll meet you halfway there um the cooldown build went nuclear yeah my my blood pressure went nuclear w- looking at it um everyone's saying in the chat they're saying set uh why do, why do you need him to play set what it, what does set do that something else in darda's god pool can't do have you seen him play erlong into set he bodies that god why do i have to care about him playing erlong or playing set when he'll just pick erlong into it and i'm sure that's not the only god that he can play into that matchup if any team is playing the dragons and plans on playing set mid and doesn't ban erlong then they are griefing from here on out by the way i wouldn't if i if my game plan is playing set mid against the dragons and i'm not taking care of erlong or going with the play like you could do something like pick set know he's picking erlong pick a bunch of gods that dumpster erlong um you know pick your aries pick your circats all that kind of stuff um darda's not playing meta is not a weakness to me um maybe there have been i'm sure that there have been metas in the past where i've said i've said it is i think impacting their draft but being able to play things that no one else is playing is often a strength um and i think it certainly is for dardes uh that guy does have top tier backliner potential we've seen this from him before we have not seen that from vote recently especially um And I just don't think... You might be able to replace Dardes with someone more consistent than him. But the list of guys just outright better with more potential than Dardes is... Checklist Paul. The end. That's it. And Paul's the best player to ever live, in my opinion. So, like, he's better than everyone else. I'm... when I've been critical about this core... It's been because I am a believer in particularly Dardes. Uh, I think he has the most variants of the trio. I agree with what Neon's saying. Dardes is bad is actually eighth best mid laner. That is probably true. Dardes is good is as good or better than Paul uh, in a series. And that is more valuable than inconsistency. Um, For a team like the Dragons in particular, because think of it this way. I've talked about this with Ranked you're going to play 100 ranked games okay you are going to lose 30 of those ranked games no matter how well you play because you're just going to get team gapped or your team is going to be you know you're going to have a mental baby on your team who's going to rage quit or whatever and that's just a reality of multiplayer match made games you're going to win 30 of those games no matter how hard you int, as long as you actually try and play because you're because their team will have a mental baby uh or your team will just be better you know they'll be having an off day whatever it is ranked is all about what you do with those 40 games um, that is uh, of the uh, that are left out of the 100 right those are the ones you can actually impact on a pro team you can think of it a little bit the same way where dart having a bad game or whatever your your jungler well jungle is too important uh let's go with adc okay your adc having a bad game uh sometimes won't even matter because the rest of your team is going to pop off so hard they're going to make plays uh and you you can win the game especially with as your team gets better as the team around you improves you can afford to be less consistent which is a little bit counterintuitive because you'd think that increased consistency would lead to increased uh team quality like you're on better teams the more consistent you are and that is true but it's it's more valuable Uh, i said this um when it came to who was it uh netrioid was it last year i think it was netrioid is this type of player too right where he's gonna have hard pop-off games and he's gonna have stinkers right and he's gonna have some things in between the better your team is the more insulated you are against losing those bad games where he's having a bad game that your team might be able to just pop off and win anyways like sure net into this fight but uh Pagon made an insane play 1v3 um, and we won anyways so it becomes more valuable in my opinion to have four really consistent players and then you're one wild card so to speak you know you're one we don't know and will that is there a chance that a guy like Dardez can game 5 world finals make that game unwinnable for you yes but there's a chance for the most consistent player in the world to do that number 1 but i agree that there is risk in having a player who has a who is more prone to something like that but i'd say if we're assigning arbitrary values d'artes is at least two times to three times more likely even when he's not playing at his best to make a play that no one else would earth would make on earth would make and win you game 5 of world's finals um so i would just rather have personally for my team construction i'm fine with one wild card per team uh even at the highest level now would i rather have five pauls who are all omega consistent uh and have that pop-off potential and basically never lay a stinker yeah of course but i'd also like to have won the lottery by now you know uh so it's not that's not exactly a fair assumption um i think that overall i'm extremely high on coast uh i think a change needed to be made for the for the dragons i saw a lot of comments saying you know i don't know if this really helps the dragons chances do they do they get better from this does their chances of worlds winning worlds go up and i swear i was gonna say this on the podcast last week before we saw them play i've just got a feeling about that team with making this change i really do uh i i think they are now to me they they have they are in the top tier of potential um and that's again as i've always said it's a binary thing were they capable of winning worlds with vote yes they were they were capable were they likely no not at all no one you know i don't think anyone right now is likely in the league i really don't um because likely to me would be i would take them at you know uh i think in order for me to say that something is you know the the technical definition would be i would take them versus the field but in reality in in something like this like if i thought a team was 40 percent and the field was 60 percent to win worlds i would call that likely um i don't i i i think they are now about as likely in my opinion they are about as likely to win worlds as any team including the warriors the Ferrymen, the leviathans the kings um anything like that how many teams do i think in worlds r- win worlds right now that's a tough one that's a really tough one um i'm just trying to decide if i think the kings can right now i think they will be able to if worlds were starting tomorrow i would say it, it is four teams um if worlds was starting tomorrow i would think uh that it is the dragons in no particular order dragons warriors levi's uh ferryman i think are the four teams that i would say are most likely um I would say Kings and Ravens are in a tier below right now. Oh, Dardis is in chat. He says, "Believe it or not, there's always a reason why I'm not playing a certain meta god. It could be a, this god doesn't really work well on this team, or I know how to counter this meta god." Yeah, and like I said, people um, gods are meta because of what they do um, or how much they do it, if it's numbers, um, and. The chances that a meta is literally ever solved is legitimately zero. It is impossible. It's not possible for any team at any given point, in my opinion, I truly believe this, to have the five best gods with the exact perfect item builds for all five of them. I don't think it at any you take a snapshot of any moment in Smite's history, no team and if they could blind pick they wouldn't get it by the way is what i'm saying no team has ever in the history of smite had the five actual best gods to win the game with the actual item builds and relics and everything like that to give them the best chance to win it's an impossible puzzle to solve that's what makes it really fun um so metas change like right like why do metas change when throughout a tournament you know we talk about tournament metas balance changes don't happen mid-tournament people find things to exploit they find new things to do they find counters the reason like we could i said this before we could stop we could not touch smite for two years right we could all walk away after patch notes tomorrow and go yep this is smite for the next two years the meta would drastically change over those two years drastically uh so yeah i think um overall of course dude how did i do how did i talk for this long this is absurd what is wrong with me um all in all uh i wish vote the best uh, i think he's a great dude i think it was the right move for the dragons um i think if there were a transformative player available in solo, uh, I think doing it, 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 you know, switching Nika out instead of vote for another, for a top, for a top of the line. solo laner would still make sense. But even in that, but even in that sense, Nika has been the best solo in the league for a stretch, right? Vote has always, vote was always really, really good. I don't think that at any point he was the best ADC in the league. And that, capability i think was he capable of it yeah he was capable of it but we you know something had to something had to happen uh if you want to give yourself the best chance um coast is if not the best adc in the league right now one of the best adc's in the league right now you take the opportunity when you can um absolutely crazy how it turns out uh i am wrapping up here but i will say absolutely insane for the leviathans to three to the ferryman on friday the storyline coming out of that set is oh they've solidified themselves as the best as the team to beat right now alongside the warriors it's leviathans and warriors top tier ferryman who looked like they were playing better than leviathans up there and the dragons crushed them in that three game set game three was close and this is something that i want to talk about as well game three dragons are in a good spot but game is still up in the air Dardez has a little bit of an oopsie there in game three right he's playing morrigan he tries to stun kennet he has no relics Dardez has no relics kennet jumps it they one tap him they dragons lose fire they're up two 0 in this set everyone on the planet who is tuned in to the history of smite who's been watching all that kind of stuff has got to be thinking this is where it happens right the reverse sweep starts with this moment because that's typically how it happens right is it just takes one mistake the ball gets rolling against them and then the universe seems to direct its ire at them in that moment i i don't think that vote was causing them to get reverse swept before this gets taken into context i don't think that they guaranteed lose that game with vote, right? But don't you think it's a little bit poetic in a way to be on the verge of losing, to be right on the precipice of that happening again? Not, not you know, losing games three and four and then be on five uh, and then, you know, Coast pops off, anything like that. But to win that game and close it out and solidify it, I think is a really incredible little snapshot of what this could mean and i'm saying if i'm making the 30 for 30 documentary about the dragons winning year 10 worlds in a year you know what i mean if that's what ends up happening i'm absolutely hammering in on that moment right there i'm going to that exact moment i'm zooming in and i'm saying this is where it felt different to me uh and you know those are always overblown overhyped did it actually feel different in that moment? Almost certainly not, but it's a what if, you know? And I think that it exemplifies, uh, it could be a big turning point for the dragons, is basically what I'm saying. Um, okay. That does it. My God, I have a problem. Um, hopefully you all enjoyed this, uh, solo shot episode, uh, talking about the roster changes. Um, again next week october 24th 8 p.m eastern we are doing our live interactive ama you can get tickets by (coughs) clicking the link in the description of the video the podcast the chat whatever you want to do um patrons uh to to us patreon.com backliners they will be getting a code uh to get their ticket for free um so you can join in there literally like five bucks a month i think uh you can do it once just do it for five bucks you get to stay in the community discord we're not gonna kick you out i'm not a cop we've been knowing that about me um come hang out we want to talk to you guys in our community discord it's a great time um october 24th we'd love to see you there it's the most fun we have um and yeah i was thinking i see some of our patrons in chat right now i'm just gonna ask live uh should i answer our random question of the week from our community discord or should i save it for barry next week you know we can kind of kick off normally for those interactive amas we have to like wait for everyone to kind of get in there and and do it uh should i solo answer some of these or do you want me to start the show with those uh questions from the random question of the week channel next week uh what how are we feeling do you want me to go another 45 minutes talking about these random questions um because we all know that that's a possibility okay we're split anger piglet says start next show then it's time says solo it okay bookie has solo it i mean it's best of five just like the spl solo all right neon said it here we go we're going to the patreon discord random question of the week. wait i'm i don't i can use my computer because normally um uh, anyways i don't you don't have to get all that uh <clears throat> okay patreon.com slash backliners if you want to get on this or actually even better, go to the link uh, or you can do it and then get the link for free. I've already done the spiel. Hero asks, what is one thing that you absolutely cannot wait to show your son when he gets older or is old enough to comprehend? Activity, personal belonging or even a concept? Great question, Hero. Yes. Yes, this is a short episode. Aaron, don't cook me, man. Uh, okay. I'm so excited. Ace of the Diamond uh, is an anime that I love. It's a baseball anime um, and in it, the catcher is like the coolest character in the entire world right i can't wait to watch ace of the diamond with my son and inspire him to become the greatest major league baseball catcher of all time uh that is going to be awesome i can't wait or he's going to be a pitcher because it's all about you know it's all about pitching basically uh well it's just all about baseball but yeah anyways he's gonna love it i love it i can't wait to do it. But I realize that I don't want to watch the dub, so I have to wait until he can read, which is gonna be like pretty well in order to read anime subtitles. It's gonna be a while. I'm a little salty about that. Um oh here we go. Let me uh I have to disable this. There we go. Um Messi asks, how was my day? Uh it was long and it continues to get longer due to my own fault. Um but you know not uh not too bad. Um, master Zaheer asks recently moved back to the Atlanta area and was wanting some suggestions for top places to golf disc golf date activity and dinner date also as a new dad what sport are you looking most forward to teaching your son to play uh well first of all welcome back to the Atlanta area master Zaheer um it depends the Atlanta area is so big I'll message you in the discord about what particular area you are in in order to give you some recommendations on like disc golf spots whatever i've got a lot of great restaurant suggestions i guess if anyone from the atlanta area is listening uh little alley steakhouse is obscenely expensive but obscenely worth it uh best food i've eaten in america bar none um just unbelievable place to eat uh also coletta is a great italian restaurant um not too far from high-res studios uh and ginya is a great uh ramen spot those are uh those are some those are some immediate ones that come to mind uh the sport i'm most looking forward to teaching my son to play i love baseball um so baseball's definitely up there disc golf is i think gonna be great though because that's something that you know just the two of us can do um and is gonna be a lot of fun so basically all of them though i love playing catch i want to like i'm down to just play catch with my friends in the backyard as a 31 year old man i can't wait for him to be old enough to play catch. And hopefully, you know, maybe he won't like playing catch. Maybe he won't like sports. That's up to him. Um, but I'm hoping he does because I just want to like play catch in the backyard. That sounds like so much fun. Um, Yoma asks if you can have any band or artist compose a backliner's theme song, who would you want most? This is a great question. Okay. Initial thought is bayside because that's where I got the gamer tag aggression. Um so Bayside comes to mind first. I don't know if they make the best theme song though. Um, who made the Drake and Josh theme song? Them. I hope that isn't Drake though, because you know, he's not good man, but yeah, if it isn't Drake Bell, whoever made the Drake and Josh theme song, um, also from Yoma inspired by Ludwig smash boxing. What current or former SPL player would you bet on to win a smite boxing event? Uh, it's drake unlucky you hate to see him. uh they would have to compete in a best of seven alternating between a gentleman's duel on her agreed upon mirror match and irl boxing current or former spl pro Hmm. the first name that comes to mind oh well they'd have to be able to win in smite too so that one wouldn't work out quite as well the first thing that came to mind i don't remember if medieval ever played spl he played scl and i just follow him on twitter and know that he's like into like doing ufc stuff like he like does ufc fighting or whatever um so i like his odds on the irl boxing but if we you know medieval's not gonna compete with the top end of on her jousters you know what i mean um i probably like mike i probably like mike there pbm is the without thinking about it too hard i'm going pbm um my boy b dubs asked what is the best movie series to exist and what is your favorite installment in it wow great question best movie series Hmm. okay this is cheating this is for sure cheating you guys are not gonna allow this i want to say into the spider-verse like the spider-verse movies the animated ones uh, from sony um and uh across the spider verse just like the last one um yeah i'm gonna move on before anyone can tell me that doesn't count uh that those two movies are unbelievable just unbelievably good i love it um j man asks uh my favorite comfy clothes for upcoming cold weather i'm wearing them right now j man here's these are this is going to be really good podcast content as per usual i'm just gonna stand up here and kind of back up a little bit see these purple checkered pj pants i wear the, i don't want to tell you guys how mu- how many days a week i usually wear these things uh these are my uh my dad's pj pants that one time when i was home in the summer it was like really cold night in pittsburgh and i didn't have any long pants and i was staying at his house so he just like gave me these pj pants and i was like oh my god these are the absolute best pj pants i've ever worn they aren't too warm they're nice like the the texture is nice uh they're too big on me like they're too long and i am like a good five inches taller than my dad so these things must have been like dragging on the floor for him uh but they're i think they're ralph lauren uh i don't know they're the best um i love pj pants love them love them love them love them um and then last but not least, Neon Kerm, uh, a specific moment in Stormlight that made me want to get my tattoo. Yes. Yeah. I don't wanna I don't wanna like spoil anything though. But um for those who don't know, again, really good podcast content. I have a tattoo uh inspired by the Stormlight Archives, which is my favorite book series of all time, by my favorite author of all time, Brandon Sanderson. Um, and just the, uh, mm, I'm trying to think of the right wording here. There wasn't a specific moment, I guess. Um, I thought the idea, like the way in which the words that I got tattooed on my arm, um, are handled and like the context of them in the series uh those are always my favorite moments um in the books so that in general uh i do want to get another stormlight tattoo that i've been really struggling with how i want to present it um i could you know this one is pretty big uh my next one that i want to get is from stormlight is not as long but uh i'm not sure that i just want to get it in this is um woman script is the name of the text basically uh and i think it looks very cool um and it's like a full fully fledged like written out like written language that he's made um with the characters and all that kind of stuff so I should just hit the hour mark for fun, right? Uh, yeah, I, I want to get. Uh, I might just end up getting it in women's script again. I might not, uh, but yeah, there was a specific mo- moment from book four that I wanted that I want to get a tattoo of. Um, but man, truly, and I mean this like extremely sincerely, um, a life changing series for me. Uh, ju- th- the impact that it had on me uh i mean it's just like unbelievably entertaining but also i think the thing that makes me connect with that series so well is that uh sanderson writes um mental health and uh depression and all that kind of stuff just like uh, just with a in a way that i have never that i've experienced nowhere else um and that's what really made it resonate with me um, and but it's not like just this uber depressing, like you know, super dark. I don't know, it's a lot to get through. This is a spiel I give everyone, it is an insane amount of words to get through. It is long, don't worry about finishing it, or you know, it's not about the destination, it's about the journey. Um, I highly, 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 highly. Highly recommend to everyone to give it a shot. Way of Kings is the first book. Um, yeah, changed my life. Not kidding. Unbelievable series. Uh, can't recommend it enough. Okay, that does it. Thanks everyone for listening. Uh, hopefully, you enjoyed the solo ramblings of a sleep-deprived, uh, mentally unstable man <laughs> for an hour. Um, and we will see you, uh, next week, 10 24 next Tuesday, 8 PM. Get your tickets in the link. It's about one to hang out. It's the most, I look forward to this for like the, I would do these shows every week if we could, like, I love them that much. Uh, I'm truly looking forward to it. So I hope to see you there. And again, if you want to join the, uh, the community discord the patreon you can get in for free patreon.com slash backliners oh my god excuse me i do have to do the buy don't i oh no oh no i should have i should have prepared a soundboard or something like that for this okay let me get a drink of water here (sighs) yep here we go thanks for watching us and everyone and until next time aggro i guess uh, i know what to do bye oh it was terrible oh it was so bad that was so embarrassing don't tell bear it was that bad okay everyone don't tell him that's embarrassing